Welcome. You are listening to The Mindful Minute, meditations created for everyday joy. I'm Meryl Arnett, mama, meditator, and head of mindfulness for Shoreline Meditation App. This podcast is recorded from my live Monday night meditation class, where we have a brief discussion followed by a 20-minute guided meditation. If these meditations support you and your practice, please consider donating to the show to support its continued growth, new offerings, and its ever-expanding team. You can find the link in today's show notes or simply visit merylarnett.com and click on podcast. All right, y'all, let's practice. All right. Well, officially, happy Monday. Welcome. Thank you guys for tuning in the day after the solstice. So I originally, I thought I was going to like do a second solstice talk tonight. You know, we're still sort of in that solstice energy. But the truth is I've had a couple of conversations over the last maybe week, unrelated conversations, all having to do with worry. And Secretly or not so secretly, I'm a total worrier. Like I absolutely and utterly worry about things. And I thought maybe that shouldn't be a secret. And maybe we should talk about it. Like maybe we should talk about how worry works within our meditation practice. Because the truth is, you know, when we study the teachings of meditation, all of the teachings bring us to equanimity. All of the teachings bring us to, we want to get to this place where we're able to experience everything and be felled by nothing. And I think we'll get there, right? One day we're all going to be equanimous, equanimous. But also there's right now. There's like the moment that we're in right now and we're all doing our own little meditation practices in our own little homes, doing the best we can. And there are days when we worry. And that feeling is so interesting, right? So on the one hand, worry is, at least in my experience of worry, worry can be incredibly overwhelming and almost suffocating, like all-consuming. This is the thing I am thinking about. There is nothing else that can take its place. And on the flip side of that, with worry is this knowing that the thing or person that you're worrying about is somebody that you love or care about immensely. So it seems almost like, well, worry just is an unavoidable consequence of caring, right? It's just part of our lives because we care, because we're engaged. And I thought maybe we should talk about, all right, if this is going to show up, if this is going to be part of our lived experience, how might our meditation practice support us in it? And so I'm going to give a hard and fast rule, which I almost never do. And the hard and fast rule is this. I'm going to invite you and me to stop saying, don't worry. This is going to be like a hard rule. We are just not going to say those words anymore. Because I actually think it does zero good and potential harm to the worrier, whether that's you or somebody else. Because like, really, if you could not worry, wouldn't you have already done that thing? We all would have made that choice, could we? And here we are worrying. 
And when we say don't worry, the pieces that come on top of it is like, well, uh, people know I meditate. And so maybe they think I shouldn't worry anymore. So I'm going to pretend I don't. Or like, I want to be this peaceful, trusting of the universe type person. So I'm just going to say, it's going to be okay. And really what I'm doing is just tamping down all that worry inside, which leads to what? Which leads to anxiety or even anger being the overt emotion that expresses itself instead. Or it leads to numbing and sometimes addictive behaviors, whether that's binge watching TV or online shopping or eating or alcohol or drug, right? You can like go down the list there of ways to numb out so that you're not feeling the worry you're trying to not feel. So we're going to stop saying, don't worry. And instead, what we're going to do is straighten up our spines and say to ourselves, I am worried. And I'm going to turn around and I'm going to face it. I am worried. And instead of running, I'm going to face it. So when we're worrying about something or someone, this is fear. The roots of worry are fear. We are worried about something bad happening. And the invitation in our practice is to actually acknowledge the thing that we're most scared of happening. Because it's there. It's already in our brains. It's already in our cells screaming at us. And we're trying to do all the things we can do to not hear it and not think it, which in turn makes us feel worse. Rather than say, I'm going to sit down and I'm just going to acknowledge actual fear that is present in this moment. Not because you have to do anything about it, but what we want to do is when we know we're scared, how about we create some safety? That I think that's the first step. I think this is the step that we need to address worry, which is to create safety for ourselves as the worrier. And I want to take a minute to say that's not selfish, especially if your worry has to do with somebody else. It can feel like, well, who am I to like stop what I'm doing and care for myself in this moment when I'm so worried about somebody else that I love? Shouldn't I be helping in some way or doing something or sitting by the phone anxiously? But if we're doing any of those things, meanwhile, spiraling out inside, how will we actually help if we're called upon? How will we actually show up if we're needed? So it's not selfish, but rather it's taking the time to shore ourselves up so that we can help when it's called for, so that we can show up when it's needed, and so that we can weather the more difficult moments in our lives. So our practice tonight is a practice of, in essence, creating safety for ourselves. And there's some specific steps that we'll take. I'm going to talk about them first and then we'll meditate. So the first thing that we do when we sit down to meditate, whether we call it this or not, is we ground. 
like we actually connect ourselves to the earth. Because what happens when we worry is we're up here in our heads and or outside of our body, like swirling around in the atmosphere like a tornado. And we want to settle our weight down. We want to reconnect to the sense of gravity and feel whatever's touching the earth, whether that's your bottom, if you're seated on the ground, your legs, your feet, something. And you're going to connect to your breath in a way that slows your breath down and steadies your breath out because this creates a sense of safety in the body. When we're panicked, our breath is short, our breath is choppy. And when we're breathing slow, even breaths, this is saying, I'm ready for sleep, I am safe, I am relaxed. So the first thing we do is ground. The second thing we do is we add a little message for ourselves, like a little note of care. And this is your choice of words. Like, what do you most need to hear in this moment? Is it, I'm here for you, I'm okay? The phrase I use was given to me by my teacher, Tracy Stanley, and I repeat it like truly, literally multiple times a day, which is, when I let go, I am supported. When I let go, I am supported. So we offer our phrase, we ground, and then we do something really important. We connect to what Tara Brock calls a resource anchor. A resource anchor is something that anchors us to a more positive state. Something that anchors us to a more positive state. This can be a person. It can be an actual person that you know, living or deceased. It can be a person that you look up to or are inspired by. It can be an archetypal figure, a Jesus, a Kuan Yin, a Buddha. If you're choosing to use a person, this is somebody without question that you feel supported and or held by. Like I could lay all of my worries down at the feet of this being and feel totally safe in doing so. I will not be judged. I will not be embarrassed. This being will be there for me. So if there's a person, it could be a person. And if it's not a person, perhaps it's a place. A particular, specific spot for you in nature, in your home, in a coffee shop, a place of your childhood, a a sanctuary of some type. But again, it would be a space where you feel the most at ease the most safe or supported that you can possibly be. And as I'm talking, I hope you're bringing to mind who or what this might be for you. Yeah? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to totally just tell you this story in truth because let's just be real about it. So my... (laughs) 
I can't decide if this is embarrassing or not. Um, my visual is a place, it's a place. It's not a person or it's sort of a place and a person. And really, truly what it is, is a painting by Frida Kahlo, which is not embarrassing. I'm totally proud of that because it's an amazing painting. And I think it's called like the love of the universe or the embrace of the universe. But essentially, it's a Mother Earth-esque image. The more embarrassing version of that is I also totally relate to the Earth goddess in Moana, if you saw that movie, which I adore. (laughs) And I like often picture this cartoon Earth goddess in my meditations, which is maybe embarrassing and totally truthful because like, to me, that woman is real right? I see her rising up out of the ground and supporting me, like actually, right? So what is your person or what is your place? And then in our practice, what we're going to do is we're just going to hand over some of the worry, not to get rid of it, not to get rid of it, but to have somebody or something help carry the weight, right? And at the end of the practice, we notice what might have shifted. Like, do we feel different in some way? Does the energy feel different? Does the body feel different? And if so, can you just pay attention to that for 15, 30 seconds? Because what we do when we really consciously acknowledge a positive state is we're locking in the muscle memory. So that we know without even having to consciously think about it, then not only does that state exist for us, but it's accessible. And then we repeat the practice frequently. So that every time, if you worry every day, you do the practice every day. If you're very, very, very worried in one day, maybe you do it multiple times in one day. Until you're building that sense of a perpetual being held or a perpetual ability to hand over some of the weight. We're not holding it all on our own all the time. Yeah. All right. So let's try this practice together tonight. Go ahead and find a seat. And if you're already seated, you might just want to shift around a little bit. You can uncross your legs, cross them the other way. You'll let your hands rest onto your lap. You'll let your eyes close. And together as a group here, nice big inhale in. Exhale out a sigh. And then just do that again, inhaling deeply. Exhale out a sigh. Allowing your breath to flow. Inviting yourself to land right here in this practice. And we begin, as always, just by silently saying to ourselves, now is my time to meditate. 
Now is my time to meditate. And as you say those words to yourself, notice if you can give yourself over to the effects of gravity. Feeling the fullness of yourself settle into your seat. Letting go of your hips and your thighs. And feeling the weight of your legs or your feet against the earth. And if there's something behind you right now, you might just notice the way it supports your spine, whether that's the wall or a chair or a bed. Maybe you can feel your shoulders soften and drop away from the ears. Letting the arms feel heavy and weighted. And you feel the sturdiness of your head resting above your shoulders, tall and awake. If you can, you create a little space between your eyebrows, broadening along the brow bone and the temples. Letting go of the skin around the eyes. Relaxing along the jaw. Turn your attention here to the breath. Just watching yourself as you breathe in and you breathe out. Without any sense of force or strain, just see if you can perhaps slow your breath down a touch. So you're feeling a nice steady inhale in and a steady exhale out. And perhaps as you breathe in, you'll just count a nice even count of four. And as you breathe out, you'll count that same rhythm of four. creating an inhale and an exhale that are equal in length and volume. 
Nice and steady here, breathing in for four. Breathing out for four. Again, without any strain or struggle, maybe you just start to eliminate any breaks or pauses between the inhale and the exhale. So that your inhale flows seamlessly into the exhale, which smoothly becomes the next inhale. doesn't have to be perfect. Just feel your breath beginning to flow like a circle. In this circle of breath, you can silently add to yourself the loving and wise message you most need to hear. Your choice of words. It's okay. I'm here. When I let go, I can be supported. Repeating it with each circle of breath until you feel the emotional resonance of that tone, of that phrase. As you feel ready, bring to mind the person or place that supports you the most. And you really see, you see, you smell, you feel 
as if you were seated in that specific place or with that specific being. Just imagine yourself sharing the weight of your worry, sharing that emotional labor with that being or place. When I let go, I am supported. Feel the land itself or the being as it shores you up. We sit in silence for a time now. We'll just stay with this image. In the presence of the person or place that most supports you. Feeling the weight of your emotional labor shared carried by someone or something that cares too. And if you get distracted or drift away, you just bring yourself back by re-visualizing the person or place. repeating your loving, wise message and feeling your breath.
in this last minute or so to simply notice how your body feels. Notice how it feels when you hand over some of that worry. Letting any sense of ease or support, no matter how incremental, letting that sink into your muscle memory. As you feel ready, you might let your breath deepen a little bit. And as you breathe these more purposeful breaths, you remind yourself of the place and time that you are in this particular moment. Knowing that that sense of support not only exists, but is accessible whenever it is that we need it. We wiggle our fingers and, we're, and our toes just to feel the edges of the body once again. Let's take a deep breath in together here. Exhaling out a sigh. Taking all the time you need to let go of the practice, to blink your eyes open. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to the Mindful Minute. If you're enjoying these episodes, please consider leaving me a review wherever you get your podcast. It really helps others to find the show. To learn more about my live classes, virtual meditation retreats, my meditation app, Shoreline, or to make a donation to the show, please visit MerylArnett.com. Thanks again. I'll see you next week.